Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptor. Today we got Jamil Damji again with again. Keegley. How you doing, Steve? Thanks for having me back, man. No, it's awesome. The pleasure, the honor is mine. Um, Likewise. And, and Jamil's here to share his journey or their journey of growing in the multiple states um, and the challenges they're facing and how they're on the verge of breaking 100 deals in one month, which is just freaking madness. It's crazy numbers. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, uh, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties, and I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if that's something you're interested in, let's connect on Instagram. I do have an announcement at the end of the show. There will be free shirts involved, so don't tune out. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. You can share the episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell me your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show. So please post your questions for Jamil to answer. And we're going to have a slightly different flavor since he's coming back. Yep. You ready? I'm ready, man. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's, what's changed in the last year? It's been a year, right? We, been, we just talked about that. Yeah, it's like just 50 weeks. It hasn't yeah, been a full year. Hasn't been a full year. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to you. I mean, the show has been fantastic and phenomenal. I think yeah. uh, uh, the community, everybody is really appreciative of everything you're doing. So uh, I'd like to extend that uh, oh, thank your you. way. Um, what's changed for us? A lot, a lot. I think the last time we were, I was here at least, um, we were only in one market. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I mean, we're we're definitely expanding uh, rapidly at this point. Yeah. Uh, currently, we are in Arizona, Florida. We just launched Georgia, so Atlanta is our our, our key market there. Mm -hmm. Did our first deal in Atlanta yesterday, which oh, nice. uh, which was fantastic. Um, we are gonna break the doors down in Texas. Uh, we're in Vegas and Utah. All of Texas. We're really gonna focus on Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Gotcha. Okay, and then you said Vegas and then Utah. Correct. Okay. Correct. So all those states, and then multiple cities in each state? I mean, obviously, Texas, you got three cities. We'll yeah, m multiple cities in Texas um, and uh, Florida, obviously. Uh, but beyond that, I think we're going to just hit the key markets. So in, mm -hmm. in Utah, we'll be in Salt Lake. Uh, in Nevada, obviously, we're in Vegas. Um, in Georgia, we're in Atlanta. Although right. I've never been to Savannah, but something is pulling me there. So right. I don't know if we'll do deals there or I might just hang out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was the first state you expanded into? So the, gosh, the first state we expanded into was Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, and uh, we crashed the car. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's the, 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 the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. I think um, when you're expanding into virtual markets, there's uh, a formula that you have to follow or you should follow. And you know, we're really ambitious people, you know, Josiah, Hunter, myself, and, and uh, one of our, our VP, Kevin Oswalt, he, he joined us on our expedition into Vegas to kind of, you mm -hmm. know, forge the path. When we first got out there, we were really excited. You know, um, I think like most wholesalers, you start off thinking about acquisitions. You're like, okay, I got to start, you know, getting some deals together and laying some infrastructure down. Um, but we didn't have a plan. We had no real expansion plan. We didn't know how it was going to go down. We felt like, look, why don't we just recreate what we did in Arizona, mm -hmm. put it in Nevada, and and 
you know, magic can happen again. It should be easy. Right? It should be easy. Um, that's not what happened. So, <laughs> so we went to, we, we, we went out there, we started, and um, we very quickly learned that when you're entering a new market, if you don't um, get your dispositions in, in order mm -hmm. quickly, like, I mean, really, really build that, that buyer base up, then you, you do a lot of what you did in high school um, at the dance, you stand around and, and look at everybody else. And, and that's, uh, well, me at least. That, and that's what that looked like for us in Vegas, right? There's a lot of people moving and shaking out there, mm -hmm. deals being done. And uh, we were standing in the corner twiddling our thumbs, wondering how come no one wants to ask us to dance. So, right. um, so you know, fast forward from that, uh, there was a lot of lessons. And I think um, the three of us had uh, that moment where we thought, do we just stay in Arizona and, and really just dial it in over here? And I think for a while we did, and that mm -hmm. was healthy because it allowed us to really blow up and expand our deal volume in, in Phoenix and Tucson. But um, we are not wimps, right? We, right? we feel that it's necessary to challenge yourself and step outside of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so Florida presented itself, um, you know, with some real data, uh, you know, thought to data and, and understanding what that market looked like, we um, we made the decision to to enter Florida, but we did it really systematically this time. Did you fold Vegas before expanding to Florida, or I, did you keep it kind of like on life support? Yeah, well, it was it it was on life support. I think that's a fantastic uh, way to put it. We're roaring now; like we right. our, our list is popping. We spent a lot of time figuring that out. Mm -hmm. um, so it was dormant. I, I think would be a, an accurate yeah you know way to say it. Okay. So then you went to Florida. Yep. So where are the went challenges to, there? We went to Florida. You know, uh, challenges there, there as, and there were, um, I think just, uh, understanding how to manage resources, right? Where do you put people? Mm -hmm. Because you need people, right? Right. Um, you know, there's an onboarding process, obviously, when you enter a new market, you need to f you find out their rules, you need to find out, you know, who are the, the right title companies to work with the attorneys to work with. Um, one of the biggest issues that we had in Florida was uh, earnest disputes, odd, oddly enough, you know, if you're in a in a contract and, you know, because you're virtual, right? Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of situations where the information that you're presented on a deal isn't exactly or even close to what it turns out to be. And when that happens, I mean, when does that happen, right? We're wholesalers. That's not <laughs> a thing that happens to us. But uh, in the odd event when it does, mm -hmm. um, and you have to unfortunately cancel a contract. Well, the way that it works in Florida is both, regardless of uh, the reason, both the seller and the buyer have to agree to canceling the contract for the earnest money to be released. Oh, so it's not like a cure? No, it's not. Well, you know, here we, we would just like Write a send a binzer and say, uh, right, hey, out. you know, there's you, the representations weren't accurate, mm -hmm. and for that reason, our costs are higher, and we're going to cancel. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, in Florida, that doesn't matter. So you can have fully legitimate reasons for canceling, and they still need to agree to. So you can't cancel unilaterally. Correct. Wow. Correct. That's a big and, deal. And so. Uh, there's obviously workarounds, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be careful about how your contract's worded and you need to really make sure that um, you're dialing all that in. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out uh, to Fidelity Title, actually. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I, I love Magnus Title because they're fantastic, but Fidelity right. has a lot of relationships around the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, they really, really went above and beyond to help us really meet 
the appropriate title companies and the, and the attorneys that we were needing to meet so that we could dial in that process a lot easier. And yeah. uh, they introduced us to uh, their title people, their attorneys, and everything since then has been really, really, really smooth. Uh, you shared a funny story with me about Miami. Yeah. yeah. So you guys went to Miami and then you pulled out of Miami. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Talk about that. Well, first of all, let me start off by saying Miami is the sexiest city in the United States. Mm-hmm. I, I love Miami. Um, and so this is not uh, a negative uh, viewpoint of the actual place. Mm-hmm. But in real estate, it's tough when you're in a virtual market because you have a lot of trust in those situations, right? You have mm-hmm. to believe inherently what the person is telling you on the other end of the line. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing deals, you know, buying, selling, but every time we'd get to the point of, you know, completing a deal, something weird would happen. Like, like this person is not a real person. And the title That's company <laughs> says, you know, this person doesn't exist. There's all these documents are fraudulent. And, wow. um, you know, I, 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 I don't think you guys can buy this house. And so, you know, cancel, cancel. And you're scratching your head wondering like, what's going on? Um, so I mean, the seller wasn't real? The sellers, yeah. You're, you're, you have to be really careful about who you're dealing with there because there's just a lot of, um, I want to. I want to be accurate on how I say it, but there's just there's a lot of different industries, underground industries, in in Miami mm-hmm. that are flourishing, <laughs> and uh, uh, they have found real estate to be uh, an avenue for um, cleansing their capital. Right. And so when you get involved in large transactions there's always going to be, I mean, that's going to happen anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can't say to you that that doesn't exist in Arizona or any other state. We just found it happened on every single deal we were involved in in Miami. <laughs> and so for that reason, <laughs> we left. Now, um, there's some guys out there that are just kicking butt. I mean, um, there's a, a friend of mine uh, who, uh, uh, Freddie, I can't remember his last name, but mm-hmm. uh, fantastic guy. He's crushing it down there in Miami. There's other folks that uh, Josiah and myself have, have been in contact with that are doing well, that have reached out and said, guys, you have the wrong idea. And mm-hmm. I hope I do. I want to plug into the right people in Miami. So if you're watching and you're in Miami and you think I have a completely out to lunch perspective, um, hit me up because I'd love to change the perspective. I am not uh, stuck on any idea of what Miami is, but it's just what our experience was, right? And um, unfortunately, you paint pictures with your experiences. Right. And I've heard something interesting with with Florida is different than here, was that because their foreclosure process is different, it's just, I don't know, like hard money is just a whole different uh, story. Out there. I love that you brought it up. So I actually learned this uh, from Noah Brocious from Capital Fund. Shout out to them because they're the best lenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so hard money and the uh, the uh, the prevalence of lenders in a in a market that will really dictate the activity. Now, uh, it's what you're talking about is a trustee versus a judicial state, mm-hmm. right? In the judicial state the uh, foreclosure process can take anywhere from six months to two years. Now, if you're a private money lender, that's murder Mm -hmm. for your business model because, you know, unfortunately borrowers bail, Mm -hmm. right? And when that happens and they, if they duck their head in the sand, which is, which is usually what ends up happening, the process of having to track that down and then, you know, go through the legal proceedings to, 
you know, without that person involved, you know, judges will always give them an opportunity to show up. They'll always allow things to extend as much as possible so that whoever's involved that wants to maybe fix the situation can do so, which mm -hmm. is fair. But if you're a private lender out there and your your money needs to get in and get out and, and you're paying interest on it, then you can definitely run into problems if you're in a judicial state. So it's not so much that they can't do it. It's just suicide to do it. It's a pain in the ass, yeah. right? I think that's the, the key there. Um, you know, I, I, I'd asked Capital Fund, are you going to ever lend in, in Florida? And, you know, Noah's answer was absolutely not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not for <laughs> us. Um, but we do really well in Florida. And I, and I can say that there, we haven't really dealt with many buyers using hard money out there because the buyers that we've been dealing with are just cash rich. And mm -hmm. so they can close and they don't require it. Um, but when you're in these markets with a lot of other activity, like here, um, volume is is definitely assisted by good hard money lenders being in that market to mm -hmm. assist those transactions from happening because they're the money right. right you're the you're the guts you're the you're the person taking that financial risk you're putting mm -hmm. some money down but let's be real they're helping a lot in mm -hmm. that process and if they're not around then you're kind of on your own so are you finding that the margins are larger than in Florida yeah for, from Arizona, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, our we've had some downward pressure on our assignment fees here. Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody would agree that that's a reality. So we've started to see that number trickle down from you know twelve to ten to you know nine to like eighty nine hundred, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we I think today. Uh, our, our lovely um, office boss, Lily, she uh, sends me a report every day that tells me the average uh, that we're getting in, a f in, a, in fees in each market. And there's a little bit of downward pressure there. It's not terrible. But I mean, every time I see the numbers in Florida, I feel like dancing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like you can you can do really well on a deal out there. Uh, just for, uh, you know, a lot of us in Phoenix are frustrated in, in one capacity or another. And, you know, everything's greener on the other side. Sure. So if they're thinking about expanding the, to Florida, what are the tax consequences since they're not a state income tax state? Um, I think that's a hunter question. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I know that we make money and I know we pay taxes. Oh, that sucks. So, <laughs> so <laughs> beyond that, I know there's consequences. Uh, we are, you know, we, we have a, an LLC or an or a incorporated company in every market we're in. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I imagine we pay state taxes there and then uh, federal taxes, federal tax, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so after Florida, what was next? So after Florida, we revisited Vegas mm -hmm. uh, because now we knew better. Um, and uh, that's that's moving along. And uh, Atlanta, man, Georgia, that mar Atlanta is. So if you're a wholesaler or an investor and you're in Atlanta and you do deals, reach out because <laughs> uh, we we got the goods out there, baby. Um, Atlanta's fantastic. It's just high energy. And the people there are everyone we've talked to and met. I mean, when we were in Dallas, I mm -hmm. met so many people that were in the business in Atlanta and I just found it to be such a positive, positive vibe. Like everybody's happy. Everybody's just so um, genuine with their want to help, to communicate, yeah, to Southern share information. Yeah, it's great. I, it's, I mean, it's real. Yeah. It's 100% real. Yeah. I mean, I think Phoenix for the most part is pretty friendly, but... It, 
It is, um, but we're a special case, right? Like the the guys that are really doing it in Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, all of us, I think we, we've all come to that conclusion that we don't need to really compete, we can collaborate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, all all of the juggernauts in town, I, I, I know on a first name basis and I communicate with them in a loving way and we do business together. So, so I think that if that model could get replicated in, in other states and we want to bring the love to every place that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. So Keegley isn't going to change when we're in Atlanta, when we're in Vegas or any other market. The, the foundation of our company is love, right? right. That's something that we share with our, our staff. Um, it's an actual uh, training that we do on uh, early Thursday mornings. It's yeah. it's the foundation of love. It's a it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful philosophy of how we treat each other, mm-hmm. how we treat the public, how we treat collaborators, how we treat buyers. Uh, everything you know before you create a conclusion or before you make a story up, just attack everything with love, and you see like negativity dissolve. Right. Yeah. Well, I, th- I like that part. I mean, you, you kind of went through it a little quick, but the part where you're treating your, your staff with love, because that's, um, you know, Darren Hardy talks about it. It's if you look at all the best organizations, right? Costco, Southwest, Ritz-Carlton, Nordstrom, they treat their employees better than they treat their customers. For real. Because if they treat their employees well, they treat those employees who treat the customers well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, um, look, if... You know, when, when you expand, and I'll, I'll tell you, the one struggle I had in, in the expansion was delegating, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am a micromanager type of person. You know, my, my sister, my wife, um, they've always jokingly commented that I have an opinion about everything <laughs> and, that, and that whether or not I say it, uh, I'm implying that they're doing it wrong, <laughs> right? So, uh, and it's not really where I'm coming from. It's it's not me, but apparently uh, that's what I put off, right? Yeah. Um, but for delegating, I had a hard time. I really had a hard time like letting go and trusting that the people that we had uh, surrounded ourselves with in, in our company would have the ability to, you know, not only carry it, um, but grow it and do well. And they shocked me. Not I shouldn't have been shocked. I should have known. Mm-hmm. Should have known that they were going to crush it and just like be amazing. But the level of amazing is what was shocking to me. Like not right. only did they really do well at it, um, they innovated and they do it better than me. Right. And that's that is like humbling, right? To see that you can you can take somebody to a situation, show them what you know, and then allow them to bring in their own personality and, mm. and their own skills to the table. And then they make what you gave them even better. Have them take it to the next level. For sure. Uh, Daniel Perito wants to know when you're going to these other markets, where do you start first, the buyers or the or the, or the the sellers? I love that. So uh, we have a process and I'd be happy to share it with you. So we begin by building the list. So intense data mining. So if we're going to enter a market, we've actually entered that market seven, eight months before you'll see us. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're just, you know, that little secret room that we have at mm-hmm. Keegley that the door is always closed. Yeah. It's like six people in there. Just It's like dark. It's like eight now. Oh, is it eight? Yep. Um, You're not allowed in there. You have to have like a special password. Yeah, a little bit. There's always a sign <laughs> on the door. Uh, it smells like pizza. That room <laughs> is um, uh, where we, we do a lot of our data mining, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we build our buyer base. 
we really dial that in. We make sure that that list is tight, that the buyers are being communicated with, that they have an understanding of the expectation of what we will be bringing to the table. And uh, once that's done, we move to finding the people, right? Because key team members are, are going to be important for every uh, every market you're in. Mm. So we begin the onboarding and training process. Then we go through licensing um, because, you know, as you know, uh, we just don't want to take any risks. So mm-hmm. anybody that we have working in a market is going to be a licensed agent mm-hmm. um, just to kind of keep ourselves safe. Um, and then uh, after the after that, we start our networking process, right? So um, we will put boots on the ground. We'll start shaking hands, meeting people, you know, showing our value, really just putting our face out there. Yeah. And, uh, and then we pull the trigger. So then that's when we start talking to sellers. That's when we start doing acquisitions. That's when we really dial it in. And because, you know, once the buyers are primed and ready, you they need inventory. All right. So when you talk about sellers, you're talking about wholesalers. Wholesalers, and we've we've started dealing with the general public as well. So okay. I know that was something that in the past we had kind of shied away from. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you grow and you do um, you do more and more business, you tend to attract uh, that that whole aspect. And so uh, we have we have started some some key acquisition strategies. I would imagine as well. the amount of volume you guys do, and and you know social media and and reputation that. People are probably finding you guys just organically. They do, they do. But we still, um, you know, and and not to get into too many specifics, but our like our acquisition process is like I'll call it just targeted outreach, mm-hmm. right? That's what we do. Um, you can't just wait for people to come to you. You got to get out there um, and really, really uh, put your best foot forward so mm-hmm. that you can bring the deals to yourself as well. Makes sense. Yep. Um, Christian Samoyoya wants to know: Are there any thoughts to coming to DC or Baltimore? You know, I, I love the Northeast. I think um, uh, I would definitely I would definitely explore it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> that's Antoine's uh, backyard. I don't know awesome. if he's listening, but, uh, you know, the rumor is, and I'm the one spreading it, is that, is that he's trying to go nationwide with these states, so. Who, me? Antoine Campbell. Oh, An- Antoine Campbell? Yeah. I hope you do it, brother. Uh, so Dulia wants to know if someone brings a deal, a wholesale deal, like what's the split on those? Uh, it's going to be deal by deal, right? So we've definitely got a minimum to keep the lights on. Um, but, uh, we can't work for that all the time. Right. So, but we want to be fair to you. So if you've got a skinny deal, talk to us. If you've got a deal where there's a little bit more meat, share with us. Um, I think the, the key is we bring a lot of value to the table and we get deals done that people just can't. You know, I get reached out to by so many high-level guys that say, look, man, I got everything is going super well. I got these two properties that I'm having a really tough time selling. Can you help us out? Mm-hmm. And we'll get those deals done. Like We get the really tough ones done. Um, and, and those are the ones where we really usually make no money or lose money, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know sometimes even though you get a portion, you get a split, right? So, you know, say it's a real skinny deal and you get a, you get a little split. Um, it, we have so many people now and the staff is so big that uh, we've got to cover those costs. It's expensive to, um, to have a really big team that, that's, that's crushing it for you on the disposition side. So um, the splits, I mean, let's talk about it. That's my answer. Uh, so you got... You're, you're, you're doing data mining, you're pulling the buyers. Correct. What's the first step for pulling that data? I think the obvious that everybody's, you know, 
does is is like tax records and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But let's, I mean, we've, we've got some obvious things that everybody does that we do as well, but let's think outside the box for a second, right? Like, right. Um, how many guys do you know that uh, drive a Ferrari, own real estate? All of them, mm-hmm. right? So would it not be an interesting place to look at who has bought a Ferrari in your in your city for the last over the last 12 months to maybe potentially reach out to them. Sounds um, like a good idea. There's a lot of good ideas, right? The DuPont Registry is a fantastic place. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to think laterally. If you mm-hmm. are just con- continuously focused on, you know, okay, this is what everybody does. They go to the tax record, they see who's bought in cash and mm-hmm. everyone's doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So then your list is gonna be the same as everybody else's list. And that's not helpful. That's mm-hmm. not gonna allow you to really like bring in fresh buyers, right? right. So you you want to expand that thought process to as many different uh, lateral but parallel industries as possible. And you'll see that, you know, guys who own Rolexes, own houses, guys who own Ferraris, own, ha- own houses, and finding out the information of people who have that isn't very difficult. Hmm. So um, it's uh, just some creative looking and yeah. some creative thinking. All right. So you talked about, you went to a Georgia. Correct. And then since Georgia, since since Georgia, we are um, knocking on Texas's door. Okay. Yeah. So talk about that. So uh, we're still in the uh, completion phase of the data mining process there. So uh, our list is great, but it's going to be like crazy uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, and Why? as soon as Why that, is it going to be crazy? Because it'll just be like huge. Yeah, massive number massive, of people. Massive, 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 massive. And engaged, right? Because yeah. we begin the engagement process early as well. So mm-hmm. uh, the people are uh, realizing, they know that we're going to be there. They know that we're real. Um, and they're just excited. They're excited yeah. for us to enter the market. And so uh, I think, you know, the next couple months, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a really neat time for us in Texas. So when I was out there, um, there were a couple of companies that they did not like. Uh, I think one was, was like Northwestern, was it? Um, I think you're referring to New Western acquisitions. New Western. I have no um, experience with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm going to say that I imagine them to be a very good company that does a good job mm-hmm. uh, and provides a great service. And that's the that's the position I'm walking into uh, right. that market with. Uh, I'm sure that we will run into each other, and my job will be to build a bridge. Right. Um, I know that, for instance. Um, Net Worth Realty. Mm-hmm. They began in Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a lot of respect for those guys. Actually, the guy, the, you know, they sent out a, a group of folks to come in and work in Phoenix. Um, early on, I got to, to meet uh, Aaron and Noah, who uh, have done a fantastic job for for them out here. And I I, I respect their process. I like what they do, um, and I think that in Texas, they've got a real, and, and other, cause they're actually, they're all over the place now, mm-hmm. right? So I think that they're doing a great job. You'll always have people uh, dislike the larger groups that have figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's impossible it's for like them the not to- like the Patriots. Yeah, man, you know, and it's okay. Right. No one's mad that you're mad. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the truth, right? No one's mad that you're mad. Yeah. Um, but you should think about that. Why are you mad? It's <laughs> a <laughs> <Some> mad rapper. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so we had the opportunity to hang out in Dallas. So fun. 
That was crazy fun. So, um, I, you know, I was so lucky to have you guys all come out and support. We had oh my God. the Phoenix crew. We had Evo, Jesse, yes, yes, Annie, yes, Pace, Bryant. Yes. Um, am I missing anybody? Did I, I say yeah. Jesse? Yeah, you said Jesse. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you, I mean, yeah. what a fun time. And it was crazy, like, hanging out. And we got to we got to hang out with Dave Aleko, with Deal Machine. Yep. Uh, Fantastic who, guy. Corey Thompson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, great yeah. dude. So it was it was so fun. I mean, I I knew you all before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I have known each other a long time, but um, you know, I I did I knew them all on a very surface level, right. and I feel like that was like summer camp almost. Like it was like <laughs> it was like camp for me as when I was a kid. You know, yeah. when you get those bonds with people, mm-hmm. like uh, Evo and Annie. I mean the like the coolest brother and sister team ever yeah and they just joined with uh with jesse burrell right mm-hmm. so they're higher off for now batch skip tracing shout out to those guys because they're great. cool great people amazing and their services are great too um but yeah man like just getting to really know who they are and and experience them from not just like hey you want to do some business together but like hey you want to go get some ramen right got <laughs> you know? ramen and got, uh got drunk and, we uh, we we did and, we, uh, we 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 <laughs> and uh, found <laughs> we, out that Evo is funny as hell. Oh my god! <laughs> like so funny. And the the best part about him is that you don't realize that he has such a like you know he's he's so deeply intelligent, mm-hmm. right? You you always know that he's analyzing everything you're saying. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, when he starts throwing the jokes at you, I mean, I, there were moments where I, I looked up at him, I was crying, I was laughing so hard, and he was too. Yeah. And seeing Evo like in tears laughing is a sight. Yeah, that was incredible. So totally fun. unexpected. So fun. Um, and that we also got to hang out with, you know, like uh, there was Ben and uh, and Derek and yep. all these other wholesalers yeah. from all of, all across Texas and really ca- across the country. Amazing people, all of them. Um, you know, I and you did a great job like yeah. that. I personally got to watch you present, uh, and uh, you know, not only did you look fantastic in that suit, but <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> but the uh, the material that you presented was uh, so important. Right. I think that we tend to really remove the technique mm-hmm. from what we do because we always like we're we're just thinking of concepts, right? We think leads, acquisitions contract uh <laughs> sell check right right like okay like caveman out mm. you know let's talk about technique like what re- what makes you different how are you not just that same dude doing the same thing as everybody else it's right. it's the technique it's your finesse right um you absolutely dove into that from the sales training process and i took so much away just personally not like your examples of how you even like negotiate with your children, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I because I have a negotiating child, right? Yeah. And so it's um, it's interesting to see how that how that can like play out in all aspects of your life. Yeah. Well, the human psych- psychology from it is just crazy, and it applies. I learned it for sales. Yeah. I learned it to buy houses, and it translates really well to your marriage. Yep. <laughs> to your kids. Hundred percent. To your friends. It's a little addicting because I, f- I found myself doing this to friends sometimes. I was like, why am I doing this to my friends? <laughs> like, Well, how about yourself? <laughs> like, you, don't you need to sell yourself on things sometimes? Like, you've you got to be able to 
you, like get past the subconscious mm-hmm. the, what's blocking you is all those fear mechanisms yeah. right the things that tell you look entrepreneurship is the exact opposite of the subconscious mind right the subconscious mind wants you to keep alive mm-hmm. fed yep. and sheltered yep. and everything else can go away according to it mm-hmm. right so according to your reptile brain a hundred percent and so when you want to explore entrepreneurship and you have dreams all of that is it means the death of those of those safety nets mm-hmm. right it's like you know, i've been talking about this a little bit to some friends and people but it's like no parachute Mm-mm. no parachute that's yeah. life if you really want to do it fuck it no gotta parachute. go all out yep uh so dulia wants to know after receiving a list back from basket tracing and the addresses that came back with no numbers what other script trace company should i use i think if it came back with no numbers, I would reach out to Batskip Tracing again and find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I have talked to a lot of guys and I mean, look, I have no financial uh, consideration or like objective here. Um, I have heard from people that, that skip trace all the time and I don't think there's a better service. Mm-hmm. Like I think that their 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 data is better than what TLO is delivering, IDI. So because well, they're getting it from multiple places. Uh, absolutely. So I think if you had a problem with the data, I would just reach out to them and and find out. You know, who knows? Like error errors happen. Mm-hmm. I it's surprising to me because like I don't think that Evo the machine makes errors, <laughs> but he might have. Right. right. So if you got uh, the results back came with no numbers, then there's probably like something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Georgia, it's, it's in process. Correct. And then I think the last one is Utah. Yeah, it's, which is going to be an interesting market to get into. Yeah. Uh, it's really tight knit. Um, there's a handful of guys out there that are like crushing it. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of funky donkey rules. Yeah. So let's talk uh, about those rules. Well, um, man, I heard I've heard some like nutty stuff and I, I have to be careful because I don't want to use this forum to uh, disseminate fake information mm-hmm. or like hearsay. Um, but I heard some like weird things like you can't email pictures when you send out a blast. Um, I think that can't be real, right. but it might be, right? <laughs> so so we've got an attorney that's mm-hmm. uh, really well versed in uh, our business model. Yeah. And um, that the goal is to get an opinion letter that is binding for us that we feel confident in moving forward with the way that we operate out there. So it's, it's I, I, I would love to uh, present to you some of those real sticky rules that we came across. Mm-hmm. I'll give that to you to share with the audience at a later mm-hmm. date. Um, Cause I think it's important that we do follow the rules when we're doing our business. Cause yeah. that's what elevates the, the industry and elevates all of our reputations. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you reached out to Cody Holfein? I have not um, personally. Brent Daniels has been a real cool um, uh, conduit for me. For I know he he's working a lot with uh, Tom and Cody out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally haven't had an opportunity to uh, to connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that they are the the guys, you know. And um, so if you guys are watching, uh, hit me up, yeah. or I'll hit you up, or uh, both. So yeah, because I, I after our conversation about that and the yeah. challenges you have, I actually talked to my buddy Matt Strong up there, who's a big time a hard money lender up in, in, in Utah and Salt okay. Lake. What'd you I mean, find out? Uh, it, it's the department of real estate takes wholesaling very seriously. And they try from what I understand, if you're wholesaling, they're going to try to come after you as acting like a real estate agent. Got it now. So just be licensed, be licensed. Okay. Uh, but, um, from what I recall in our conversation, which was many, many months ago, 
no one's been busted successfully. Okay. But it's a hard line. Yeah, yeah. I think like if if there's a possibility, like the word busted just kind of made me cringe a little bit, right? Because yeah. it's like that it's still I I want one day like if I could wake up and and the whatever gray area has that has been um, unfairly attached to the industry mm-hmm. could just like go away. Um, I think the only way that that can happen is by like we need to man up and and women woman up mm-hmm. and follow the rules like it's not that hard right um you know i and i'm not always a rule follower okay i just got my driver's license <laughs> do you just got your right driver's license yes <laughs> so um, uh, how are you been driving this whole time you know <laughs> i drive <laughs> The car works just fine. The car works just fine. Uh, <laughs> I've been able to buy multiple cars without a driver's license, which, I mean, you know. How did you test drive? Um, <laughs> dude, when. You just show up with a case full of cash? No, just I just show up and I'm like, hey, I want to I drive that car. And they look at you and they're like, yeah, I think you would have a driver's license. So here you go. And I know there's rules that they're supposed to follow, but, man, people don't, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I got into a Maserati without needing a driver's license. So what happened? <laughs> I'm just saying, but you know, again, I have to follow my own advice, right? Um, I think you need to follow the rules. You mm-hmm. gotta, you have to do this right. Um, and so, I can't say that and not have a driver's license. So, right. Well, now you got a driver's license, you can say it. I can say it all. Right. I was, you know, what? As soon as I got the license, like the next day, my I called my sister because I was following her on Lincoln, mm-hmm. and I, you know, my wife has gotten a couple of speeding tickets on Lincoln because of the photo radar. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to like make give my sister like a friendly call to say, hey, Rima, I noticed you're, you know, speeding on Lincoln when I was following you. And mm-hmm. she's like, you got a driver's license now. And now you think it's appropriate to call <laughs> me and, and critique my driving speed. <laughs> Get lost, kid. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, guys, you guys got more questions. Definitely fire away. Um, so. How soon until you're up and running in, in Utah? Uh, I think we should be likely up and running full force in about six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in building your business, right? I mean, going nationwide to do all these different states, like there's got to be some sort of marketing involved. Um, I think for us, the marketing is like the networking, right? It's like mm-hmm. us getting our boots on the ground and getting out there and just showing up. Because uh, when the Sea of Blue shows up and all the roads end up leading to Keegley, you want to know how that happened, right? right. And Absolutely. so I think that's marketing. In our in our sense, we're we're getting out there, we're showing up, we're shaking hands, we're You're building a we're brand, building a brand, right? Um, and it's we are we're lucky that the success that we've had in the markets that we've been in mm-hmm. have elevated us to a, to a point where no matter what state you're in, if you're doing it, you know who we are. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, I couldn't pay for. Right. Right. Like, well, how could I buy that? You can't, you can't not without doing it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Was there any other questions that we missed here? And sorry guys that the, the YouTube link didn't work today. Um, we got actually someone out here says that they can land in Florida. So um, Joseph Castaneda. So Joseph, do me a favor and uh, share your information with people. Uh, I got a lot of business for you, bud. So get in touch. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, what a better way than do business than watching a podcast, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I want to tell you that um, not just a shameless uh, plug for Kegley here, but um, we are going into hard money mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh, and uh, well, I, I say ourselves, but we're, we're definitely getting help from our friends at Capital Fund. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the cool part about offering or being able to offer hard money, we're going through the licensing right now. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh well, we have some of the licenses, but not all of them. Um, but once we're up and running and that's available, uh, the beauty of having that as a one-stop one shop where, you know, our, our buyer can say, hey, look, I want I, won't, I want to take it and I want a loan. Mm-hmm. So not only can we complete the transaction, but we can underwrite the, the loan and take care of all that so that they're not having to go to like multiple places. Sometimes it's, I have, I have heard from people that uh, there's the odd borrower here and there, who would pay 18% interest because the 11.9% interest company made them fill out a form. Mm -hmm. Like you'll pay that many points in interest out of sheer laziness, sheer laziness, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that if we can like create more and more opportunities to just deliver value without having to make people work too hard, mm-hmm. um, that that's that that could be a successful thing. So Kegley Capital is what it's going to be called. Kegley We're excited Capital. about it. That's great because I wanted something like that too. I mean, I figure awesome. I, I don't have enough businesses going on, so I need to. What are we at now? Nine, he said. Nine, yeah. Nine. So we gotta get a hard money company. Cereal, bro. Hard cereal. money, hard money company to be number ten. I think you'd do great. And then the media company to be number eleven. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I mean, there should be no end, right? Right. A hundred millionaires, a hundred businesses. Well, it's that. Uh, well, we can impact more people, though. I agree. So uh, it's it's that the analogy. I love this. It's like you know, McDonald's makes a nickel when you buy a burger, but they make like a dollar fifty when you buy the Coke. Another dollar from the fries for real right so if you can you know double dip triple dip and provide excellent service throughout the whole transaction mm-hmm. where they're just dealing with with just Keegley or just us right the whole way the whole way how much easier is it I mean I think that's what it needs to be right right I think that's what it needs to be and in that that uh, wish of elevating the industry could potentially like be uh, something that we could we could bring to fruit, right? Well, you want to hear something crazy, and I think we're gonna get some flack for this. Okay, let's do it. But one of the things I want to do in nineteen is raise the bar across the industry. I don't. I think whoever gives you flack should like check themselves. Well, the things I'm gonna say because I haven't said this publicly. Okay, want to start with one? Let's start with one. Okay. So I want to have it so that you know there's no more walking away on day thirty. Oh. I think I think thirty day inspections is yep. complete crap. You should so, be able to tell a homeowner. It's a long time. 10 days, 14 days. I yeah. mean, we, we waive it completely. Yep. But, you know, if it takes you more than 14 days, like you shouldn't wait until the seller, the homeowner moves. I agree. To cancel the contract. I've never had a 30-day inspection before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's know. out there. A lot of contract. A lot, I mean, locally, our, we got friends. Yeah. Yeah. That do I'm not, inspections. I'm, I'm not uh, saying anything negative about them. Yeah. I just haven't done it myself. Right. Um, I think that if you... Uh, the reason for a 30 day inspection is because your dispositions aren't working, mm-hmm. right? So right. shorten your contract inspection time to 10 days and call Keegley. Yeah, that works, <laughs> that works. Yeah, so I mean, and you and I, I mean, we're, we've obviously uh, collaborated on a lot of different things, Yep. right? And so, you know, our disposition process is, there's there's a combination of Instagram, Yep. Offer Fast Homes app, Yes. and Keegley. Yes. Right? And it works. It works. I saw that it was actually in your plan. 
Yeah. Like I was so it was <laughs> it was so fun to me that you had put that up there. It was like our uh, <laughs> offer past disposition plan, and like Kegley was like number five. Was it day five? Or day five. So, We're so, day five. Yeah. So when you take the property down, day yep. one, uh, call and text five people. Yep. And put it in the OfferFast app. Yep. And then if that doesn't work in four days, day five, call Jamil. Love it. Put it in Kegley. Love it. And it works. You you say you saved our butts on on multiple transactions. I, man. I, I'm humbled to be able to have the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So Jamil has shared meditation with me. Uh, this is Caleb Cruz. It's really been great in my personal business and life. So let's talk about meditation. Okay. You want me to just start? Just go. I mean, it's changed my life, Steve. Yeah. You know, four years ago, I, I started the journey mm -hmm. and uh, I started off with like five minutes a day. And, you know, I don't want to get too esoteric because it can lose people, mm -hmm. but Quantum physics, no. No, no, really, no, really. The fact is, is that I, I, I believe uh, we're all energy, yeah. right? Um, we vibrate, mm -hmm. we move, uh, and even if we don't think we are, it, it's what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. um, science proves it. And so I feel that if you can live in a state where you connect to a more mindful place, mm -hmm. um, like I'm present, I'm here right now, but I feel like I'm in flow. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm listening to you. I'm active in this. Um, and I think that's what meditation allows you to do throughout your waking day. So if you can start your day with like five minutes of just practicing what it means to be there mm -hmm. and not like, you know, thinking about what is to come in the day or what had happened yesterday or happened before you sat down, um, but truly there. And if you and it's really tough, like quieting the mind, it's mm -hmm. really hard to do that. But if you can put yourself in that place for five minutes a day and extend that over time, right. um, the value and the, the benefits to your life, not only business, but your relationships mm -hmm. and uh, how you interact with your, your family and kids. I mean, um, I think that, you know, I'm at a point now where I'll, I can meditate for an hour a day and I disappear. Like I, I'm, I don't really? even know an hour went by. Yeah, like I don't even know an hour went by. I'll get out of it. And, um, you know, I'm always smiling and I get out of it and I feel refreshed and like just fantastic. But, you know, aside from that, the way that I talk to my kids is so different. Like I engage, mm -hmm. I want to, I'm like, I just have so much more patience. I've got so much more love. I've got just so much more of me, right? Well, I think the big thing is, is being present. 100%. Yeah. Totally. And people can feel it if you're present, yep. if you're distracted. Yep. They know that they don't have 100% of you. Yes. It could be very irritating. Yep. I mean, just think about it when you're in having a conversation with somebody and they're doing this. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, it's the worst. Um, it is. It yeah. absolutely is. I mean, that was, I, I can say, like, you know, having meetings with some of my superiors back in the day. Yeah. And them checking their emails while we're talking. It's like, really? Is this happening right now? <laughs> yeah. It makes you feel so unimportant, right? Yeah. Like, oh Insignificant. my gosh. Insignificant. Uh, so Dooley wants to know whether Keegley or Real Estate Disruptors go into All In Freedom event. Uh, Dooley, personally, I would go. Um, Me too. I would go and I'd be happy to pay their asking prices. I mean, an issue. Me uh, too. I, I'm just going to happen to be out of town for a different event that particular weekend. Um, I have to check the dates, but um, Carlos and Sal and uh, Alex, uh, I think Elijah's on that one this time as well. And they got mm -hmm. Brent as a They um, got Brent. They got Krista Shark. They got uh, Quentin Flores. Awesome. I think, I think Donovan might be in there again. Oh, yeah, Donovan Ruffin. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Look, real dudes. Those guys are they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, my opinion is you cannot skimp on learning. All right. Like get in it. Look, whatever your opinion of of people, personalities, and whatnot, mm-hmm. those guys are like destroying right. their their uh, niche in the market. Like they're just they're incredible at it, right? And so, why wouldn't you want to know what they know? Like, why wouldn't you want to be involved with what they're involved in, right? Um, same same thing goes for us. We've got a coaching product. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Josiah uh, did a fantastic job on it. It's Astro Flipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I will say, um, if you're interested to know what Keegley's doing, you can also check out ours. It's just Astro Flipping slash Jamil. And uh, there'll be some more details on it. That's it for that. But right. for them, um, yeah, man, go. Go, 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 go. And, right. and would I go? Yeah. Hundred percent. I would say. I mean, even the two grand VIP. There's no way you don't make that and, and more. Just Agreed. I know, like they, these these guys are incapable of holding back. Agreed. So they're Agreed. just going to keep giving you information. So yep. there's no way you don't make that money back. Uh, they're asking about deal machine. Um, well, that's that was to themselves. Um, who is going to sit on the Iron Throne? That's from Pace. Um, so my theory is. Uh, Danny kills uh, Jon Snow. Uh-huh. She kills Tyrion, and uh, she sits on the throne with that like really like hot, super like mean look of hers. Mm-hmm. And then um, the two Starks, Arya and Sansa, will ride off into the sunset to go get their revenge and continue the game on. That's my thoughts. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if it does, then uh, Pacey owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you were talking about, but it's great. Um, <laughs> I, you, the look on your face was like so interested, but not right. That's yeah, I have no idea what's going on, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds like a great show. Well, so it started off with <laughs> just uh, Dallas Andrews wants to know if you'll be his mentor. Uh, I would be honored to be your mentor, Dallas. You're you're a great dude. Um, I, uh, you know, I've thought about it. I've been, I've been really, really, uh, considering just stepping into more of a, a, a phase in my life where I can be of service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mentorship, the mentor mentee relationship is such an important one for many people right. who want to grow. I know, um, I don't know if you're okay with me talking about it, but I know you're mentoring some people, you're doing some coaching, mm-hmm. um, and whoever you're helping is like, it what an amazing thing right you are so high level you've done so much this podcast you're stunning homes realty you're wholesaling uh, all the other 16 businesses you own um <laughs> but your family your right. children how you have the time to go to the music lessons the kung fu um all of it like right. you want to be mentored by somebody that not only knows how to juggle but does it like they're not even doing it mm-hmm. right and at the highest level Right. And so um, I think mentors are are amazing. I've got I've got some, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I I'm sure that throughout the rest of my life, I'll be meeting many, many more. Right. And you guys, you know, you might have heard me say this before, but Jamil was my wholesale mentor. So I find that so <laughs> amazing yeah. that you say that. Um, thank you. Well, because I've shared it before. Like I was just like, Flipping, right? I was yeah. just flipping properties. Like I was buying properties that I didn't even want to buy, but just they didn't want to list it. They wanted someone to buy it. Right. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll buy it. 
And then I ran out of money. It's like, well, shoot, now what do I do? Yeah. Hey, hey there's this guy. <laughs> I think you listed that and within like a couple of hours I was on it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's this guy that's hitting me up on Zillow. He says that he'll buy my properties. Like, all right, I guess yeah. I'll send it to him. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, you, you opened that whole world for me. And I think we, was it Clever Coy? I think it was when we started talking about yep. how we start doing business together. Yep. Yep. So, um, uh, Quint, Quint wants to know, does your business work model work in smaller markets? Yeah. Hundred percent, it does. I think it's it's um, like it's ideal for larger markets, but smaller markets. Um, I mean, they're the same, right? It's just a it's a dialed down version of mm-hmm. of the uh, the larger market. The thing about it is that um, what we are big proponents of is to be like front runners in what you're doing. So if you're in a smaller market of like say hundred thousand people or fifty thousand people, be the best. Like pick out pick your niche. Mm-hmm. and then smash it. Right. Like just be the best out there at it because when you are, there's magnetism mm-hmm. that attracts everybody to you and it attracts everybody to your circumstance and that's how you blow up. Right. But I'd also like to say, um, think outside the box, man. If you If you live in a small town and just the volume isn't what you want for yourself, it you have internet, you've got a cell phone, then you have no excuse. Mm-hmm. You can be in every single market. I mean, dude, I have never been to Tampa and I sell hell houses in Tampa, <laughs> right? And yeah. not that I wouldn't want to go, you know, but I've just never been, right? right? So you don't need to be living in, a, in an area that you want to do this business in. Uh, you can absolutely run the model remotely. In fact, um, if you can really like figure it out, if you start virtual and you start running it remotely, the whole countries or oyster at that point yeah because like i had to get out of my head to say i'm gonna go virtual that when when hunter and josiah had the you know the thoughts to like expand out Mm -hmm. um part of me you know the crock brain really like clammed up and said scary scary not don't like it i don't want to do that because it's going to mean that i'm not going to be comfortable and we're going to be spending resources and time and and energy is going to be focused elsewhere and that's scary 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 yeah no i mean like i had to i had to lose that before i could get out into a virtual market and make it happen so um like if you're in a if you're in a little area like that and you and you really want to blow it up just like be the king be king shit in Turd Island and then like take over the <laughs> take over the entire country. That's a great lesson. So guys, uh, last week was our one year anniversary since I started the podcast. Uh, so follow me on Instagram. I got a post I posted Thursday of last week, and in there I put details on how to get a free real estate disruptor shirt. So uh, Bryant Apples hooked us up made it happen where we can get it basically nine dollars like this exact shirt right guys i'm looking at it like right now and i'm jelly that <laughs> i don't have one on um they're very shiny and uh and they're very nice yeah and a lot of people wear them for the gym like it's just a super comfortable it's a great shirt. shirt it's a great um, shirt and it's a great conversation starter piece apparently i mean everyone's that's what everyone tells me so guys if you want it it's nine bucks uh just for that's for shipping and handling the shirt itself is free so go to my instagram to get instructions um, and then our workshop, we're going to stop taking applications on Sunday. So if you guys are still interested in that text disruptor workshop to three, four, five, three, four, five. And next Tuesday, we got Grant Kemp flying in from, uh, from Texas to talk about creative financing. And then we got Nick Luvano and Octavius Bennett coming in from LA talking about how they're doing it in California, wholesaling, doing hundred, hundred thousand dollar months. And I mean, it's Great. nice. I mean, 
you can wholesale for a 70,000 in LA. Like, why are we wasting our time here? Dude, <laughs> LA, LA, I love LA. Uh, so uh, again, guys, if you like the show, please share this episode right now. Awesome. Um, last thoughts. Um, just uh, real quick, again, thank you very much. Uh, astroflipping.com slash Jamil, check us out. Keegley, uh, follow us on Instagram, at Keegley, K-E-Y-G-L-E-E. That's K-E-Y-G-L-E-E. Um, follow us on Instagram. I'm on Instagram too, if you care, at uh, jdamji, J-D-A-M-J-I. Um, my final thoughts are, Steve, I think that um, this year has just been amazing and uh, we all look up to you, man. So, so thanks for doing what you do. And, uh, I've had a blast today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys. And this is another great show. Awesome brother.